Well, good morning, Living Waters. Good to digitally see all of you uh, this morning. And we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 5 this morning. So if you could open your Bibles at home to Hebrews 5, that would be awesome. And as you turn there, I just want to say a huge word of praise and a thank you to Jared Anderson, Lawrence Michelson, and Jake Smith, who were here early this morning. These guys are doing stuff that's just way above my head, beyond what I know, you know, what to do, and they're, they're just killing it. So thank you guys. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brandon and Julie and Andy and our staff, and uh, God is really good. You know, something about the coronavirus pandemic that is a good thing is the amount of community that it's building. Uh, before this pandemic hit, one of the things we would see and hear a lot is you do you, you be you, uh, whatever your truth is, discover it, uh, isolation, independence, all those things. And, and by the grace of God, we're seeing more community things, not just in Iowa, but all over the United States, uh, globally in Italy and other places. You've seen the videos on your social media um, outlets where people are singing and cheering and, and they're doing community things. And uh, I know for even my family's testimony, we, we've met more people in our neighborhood in the last 10 days or so than we have maybe in the last year, just because people are out. And, and there, there's, a, there's a real sense of community that we have not sensed before. And I think this is a great thing. Uh, one of the blessings of God in the midst of a very hard time. So Hebrews chapter 5, I'm going to read the text of Scripture together, and then we'll dig in. And as we get into the sermon, I'm not going to be asking for amens. I'm going to be asking for sofa amens, okay? Can I get a sofa amen? That's what I'm going to be asking for throughout the message. So, all right, Hebrews 5, we're going to read verses 11 through 14, starting in verse 11. About this, we have much to say. And it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Praise God for the reading and the hearing of his word. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you needing your grace, needing your mercy, needing to hear from you in these most trying days. And God, we are thankful for the grace of God that gives us internet and technology, the ability to communicate your truth well beyond what our normal means would be. So we thank you for that. God, we ask that your word through the Holy Spirit would penetrate our hearts and cause us to change. We can't make change happen, God, in our lives. We need your divine grace. So Holy Spirit, come and visit us in our homes, right where we are, and change us. All for the glory of Jesus, 
the son of God who died on the cross for our sins and rose again. Do your work. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, on March 1st, 28 days ago, not knowing it would be the last time in a while to see all of you physically, I ended my sermon saying this. I went back and listened to it. March Madness is upon us. Listen to this next sentence that I said. You will have a whole month of crazy ahead of you. The question is, will you find your rest in Jesus? Pretty ironic, right? I'm never the prophet, okay? I'm very rarely the prophet in the room. I'm not the guy prophesying into your life or into the church's life. That's not me. So all I can say is that on March 1st, when I preached my last physical sermon to Living Waters Fellowship, all I can say is that God knew what we needed before we knew what we needed. We were thinking about a grocery store. God was thinking about a global pandemic. God is amazing. My question for you this morning is, how are you doing? How are you doing? Now, we love you. We have been praying for you in these days. It has been a joy to connect with many of you on the phone. Um, I am now in the world of Zoom and Facebook Messenger video chat and FaceTime and all of these digital means to connect. It has been a joy to see your faces. It's been a joy to hear your voice. It's not the same, but it's been a joy. Um, We've entered into these realities, and it's been hard to adjust. We miss you, church, like crazy. We can't wait to see you again. We're believing God by faith that we will gather once again together. But we right now are engaging in the battle of the mind. That's where we're engaging this morning. I know many of you, because I've talked to you this week, many of you are battling fear and anxiety and worry and unsettledness in your spirit because of the surrounding circumstances. I want to tell you what the author of Hebrews says, that Jesus is both mighty and merciful. He's both. He's powerful and gracious. He loves us this morning and he expects us to grow. What's this global pandemic all about? Well, part of it is you growing Jesus wants you to grow spiritually in your ability to hear, okay, this sermon's all about the ears this morning, your ability to hear this word, okay? So Jesus is trying to glue your ear to this text. That's what he's trying to do in your life, in my life. How we hear the word of God 
could be the most crucial reality in our lives. Why? Because what we hear goes into our minds. And what goes into our minds rules our decisions and our lives. So what we think about is paramount. We are what we think about. Have you ever thought about that before? You are what you think about. I am what I think about. Ideas are the most powerful force on the earth. It's crucial that our ideas as believers come from God, from Jesus, and from his truth. Our fleshly, worldly mindset will move us and move our ears to grow dull toward hearing God's word. That's just how it is. Our sinful nature will call us to be dull in our ears, in hearing God's truth. Casual, you know? Come up against a global pandemic, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to think, well, in your flesh, you're thinking, Jesus, but what, he, what can he really do to help me? One of the great blessings of this pandemic, one of the great blessings of this crisis is the potential for us to be listening with our ears to God's word in more intentional and intense ways than we have in a long time. One of the blessings of the pandemic is for you to get your ears into this book and hear it for the first time, maybe for the most important time of your whole life. In this passage, the author of Hebrews is beginning to dig in about Jesus's Melchizedekian high priesthood. Okay, that's, that's where Chad was at last week. We were digging into Jesus as, as the great high priest, greater than, than Aaron, and he's of the order and the line of Melchizedek. And he's starting to unpack that, and he's starting to pick up the pace of this glorious truth about Jesus Christ being our high priest, and then he can't. He can't go any further. He stops in verse 11 he stops the Melchizedekian high priest train and he says, I, I, can't, I can't really go there because your ears are dull. You can't listen anymore. You've become dull of hearing. There's a lot to share. Um, everybody's been there before. When you get passionate and fired up about a subject and then you realize that other people aren't tracking with you and you're like, oh, I can't. I can't really go any further in this conversation because you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? We've all been there. That's what the author of Hebrews is going through. He's lamenting over the Hebrew audience because their ears are dull and they can't listen to what he's saying. The word dull there in your Bibles in verse 11, it literally means no push. There's no push in your ears which means your, your ears are slow and sluggish regarding hearing the word and the truth of Jesus. This text this morning is going to show us, not only the ancient audience, but us as well, that we must not have dull ears, but rather we should have, by God's grace, eager ears that hear his word. So he's going to give us two exhortations. Jesus is giving us two exhortations this morning in this text regarding our ears. 
Can I get a sofa? Amen. Grab your ears. This is what Jesus is after this morning. He's after your ears. Exhortation number one, don't let your ears move backwards. Don't let your ears move backwards. Verse 11 through 13. The Hebrews had become dull. He says about this, we have much to say, but it's hard to explain since your ears have become dull of hearing. So the Hebrews had become dull. Uh, The word have become, that verb, it's really interesting. It means to travel in regression. So literally your ears have traveled in regression. It means to go from adulthood back to childhood. The author of Hebrews is saying you used to be adults spiritually and now it seems like you're traveling backwards in time and space and you're becoming a child. Have you guys ever seen the, the movie, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button? Remember that? Yeah. Okay, so Brad Pitt, what, what happens to him? He reverse ages. It's so freaky. He's born as a wrinkly old man and then he reverse ages to the place where he, he like becomes super young and it's just the oddest movie you'll ever see, The Curious Case. But that's literally like what the Hebrews are choosing to experience. They are choosing to go backward. The author of Hebrews is saying, hey, you should be teaching in the classroom. Do you see that? Verse 12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the basic principles of the oracles of God. So the Hebrew Christians should be in the classroom as teachers. And the author of Hebrews is saying, I can't believe it. You guys are not only not teaching, you're sitting in the desk waiting to be taught the ABCs of of, uh, the Christian life. They should have been progressing, teaching, leading, influencing in Christ. But instead, these Hebrew Christians have are having to be taught the basic principles. Now, the word basic principles there in verse 12, it literally means the elementary school truths. It means the spiritual ABCs. My daughters sing the ABCs. Um, Marie teaches the ABCs to Salome. Salome, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, she, she knows the ABCs. She's brilliant. She's two, okay? I'm not so impressed when Marie sings it. I am impressed when Salome sings it. Different in age. But listen, teachers, we have a lot of teachers in our church. So we have a lot of teachers. We love you. God bless you. I'm giving you a shout out. We believe in what you're doing. We, we can't wait for you get to, to get back uh, to the educational schoolroom either. We love you guys. And here, here's, I want teachers, I want you to imagine this. Okay, imagine that you are a first grade teacher and your first day back to school after the coronavirus season has ran its course, you go into your classroom, you're excited and all your five and six year old kids start coming into your room. On top of that, teachers begin to flood into your room. They begin to come into your room and you think, oh, great, I get to talk to some of my peers But no, they begin to sit down in the desks, the first grade desks. That's weird. You begin to go over and talk to your fellow teachers and they, you discover that they are not there to simply hang out with you. They are there for you to teach them the ABCs and the one, two, threes and the alphabet. Now, if you're a first grade teacher, 
what are you going to think? Here's what you're going to think. You'd be confused. You'd be bewildered. You would be frustrated. And after a while, you'd just be flat out disgusted. Get out of my classroom. This is for the kids. It seems ridiculous as an illustration, but that is exactly what the Hebrew Christians were doing. They had heard enough truth to be moving forward, to be teaching the truths of Jesus Christ and to be knowing the truths of Christ. And here they were, still at the very beginning, needing the ABCs to be taught to them. Church, we need to be careful that our ears don't move backwards. Don't move backwards. Jesus loves us and he expects us to make progress. Sometimes that progress is fast. Sometimes that progress is super slow. But he expects us to be making progress by his grace. The Hebrews had not only become dull, but they had become addicted to milk. They'd become addicted to milk, verses 12 and 13. Um, You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. The Hebrews needed spiritual milk. And the milk there in verse 12 and 13 is a metaphor contrasted with solid food in verse 13 and 14. So the idea of the milk metaphor is that it stands for truth that is less difficult. The Hebrews were saying, just give me what's easiest. What's easiest in the Christian life? That's what I want. I don't want the hard food. I don't want the deep truth. What's the easiest doctrine that I can embrace and not really mess up my current life too much? That's the truth I want. That's called spiritual milk. The author of Hebrews said that the ears of the Hebrews were now addicted to milk which led them to be unskilled in the word of righteousness. Do you see that in verse 13? The word unskilled means inexperienced. It means I don't know how. It means as a Christian, the Hebrews were saying, uh, don't give us anything deeper because I don't know how. I don't know how to do that in my Christian life. Have you ever had your kids tell you that? Holy cow, have you ever said that? Can I get a sofa amen? If you've ever said... I don't know how to do that. Even though you, you, you might, if you worked hard at it, you might know how to do that. Sure, we've all done that. So they were unskilled in the word of righteousness. And the phrase word of unrighteousness there, it means that all that God has spoken in the Old Testament and New Testament. They're saying, they're saying all that God has said as a message of salvation for humanity That word of righteousness, the Hebrews were fumbling that around and they were inexperienced and they were drinking spiritual milk. They were unable to make the connections between the Old Testament and New Testament. They'd read Psalm 22. They'd read Psalm 95. They'd read all these Psalms and they'd say, I don't make the connection to Jesus. I can't do it. Where is Jesus in there? Christians that are on the milk can't find all the connections. Okay? So their ears, they want them to be tickled. They want the milk diet only. It's a problem. It's a problem for us today too. We all have that tendency in our flesh. We shouldn't let our ears move backward, church. We shouldn't let our ears move backwards. Here's what I mean. 
in the days of coronavirus, we cannot let our ears grow dull to the truth of Jesus. Okay, CNN and Fox News. Y'all been checking those websites and, and all the updates and all the White House briefings. Those things can move our ears backwards. I'm all for news, but not at the expense of God's voice in my life. You should be all about the news. You should know what's happening, but not at the expense of hearing Jesus' voice. Church, listen to his voice this morning. Our phones and social media can move our ears backward. I just put limits on my phone like a couple days ago. I was just sick of it. I was tired of all the stuff. And my, my screen time usage, up, 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 up and away. It's like a rocket ship this last 10 days. And I'm like, done. Done. Church, you got a Samsung? You got an iPhone? You got a, you got a smartphone of some kind? Put limits on it. Because those things are good. They're fine. Not at the expense of hearing Jesus' voice. We as a people need to hear the voice of Jesus and we need to move forward because too much social media, too much phones can pull our ears backward and then we're kind of dull towards Jesus. Finally, our own voices, our own voices of fear and doubt can move our ears backwards. How many of us struggle every day with thoughts in our brain? Fears in our brains that pull us backwards. All the stuff we tell ourselves. In counseling world, we call it self-talk. How's your self-talk going? Because if your self-talk is destructive and fleshly and dark and despondent and depressed, your ability to pull your ears backwards is very high. I'm all for being in touch with your soul and all that stuff, but you need to not at the expense of hearing Jesus' voice, listen to yourself. Listen to Jesus. If you feel your ears growing dull to Jesus and his word, recognize it and repent. We can't let our ears move backward. Church, way too important of a season in our lives right now to let our ears move backward. This kind of trial is pushing us to lean into Jesus's word, to sharpen our ears, not to dull them. The second exhortation that the author of Hebrews gives us is to get your ears in the gym. Get your ears in the gym, verses 13 and 14. The Hebrews were told to grow up and to eat solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he's a child. But, verse 14, solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good and evil. The Hebrews were told to grow up and eat solid spiritual food. Instead of being children who relied on spiritual milk, the Hebrews were to be mature adults eating the solid and deep truths of Jesus and having the ability to have ears that are mature to discern good 
from evil. Okay? How do we know if we're mature or not? Have you ever asked that question? I hope you have. Am I a mature believer? Am I growing towards maturity? Am I, am I growing in a way Jesus wants me to grow? Well, here's how you know. We know we're moving toward being mature believers when we make the connections between the Old Testament and the New Testament and we begin to see Jesus throughout the scriptures. That's how you know you're growing in maturity. When you can begin to handle the word of God in a solid food kind of way. And your ears, when you hear the word, you start making connections to Jesus. How else do you know if you're mature and growing? You know you're growing towards maturity when you begin to make accurate and consistent discernment decisions between good and evil. Mature believers, they just have good discernment practices and habits. Immature believers don't. So if you're seeing your heart and mind grow to hear Jesus' voice and to discern good and evil, you know you're growing in maturity. Praise God. That's the prayer that we have for everybody at our church. Is that everybody, not just the pastors, everybody would feel the Holy Spirit working in them through the word to say, I know how to discern between a good decision and a bad decision, a good circumstance and a bad circumstance. And by the grace of God, I'm going to choose the good. The Hebrews were told to get their ears in Jesus's gym. Okay, mature believers become mature by getting their ears in Jesus's gym. They, were, they train their ears. Okay, I don't know how much your ears can bench press, but if you're going to be a mature believer, you got to have some strong ears, man. And you got to be able to bench press a lot of mo- a lot of weight, okay? Here's what the word trained means in verse 14. It means um, gymnasium. Okay? But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained. That's where we get our word gymnasium. The word here means to exercise with vigor and without hindrance. That's the best way I can say it. Okay, The Hebrews were exhorted to exercise their ears in the word of God. Now, I think of Rocky Balboa working out, getting ready for his next big fight. If you've seen the Rocky movies, awesome. You know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen the Rocky movies, repent. You're in quarantine. Watch them all. Okay? Listen, I think of Rocky in Rocky IV, which is my favorite Rocky movie. And he's working and he's, you know, he's getting ready to fight the Russian. And the music starts, you know, Rocky's workout music. And he just starts going crazy on the jump rope, crazy on the pull-ups and the sit-ups. And uh, you can hear, you can almost hear the song. There's no easy way out. You know? Love it. Okay. Sorry, I'm cracking myself up here. It's too bad. So that's the kind of vigorous effort. I used to like impersonate like every kid my age watching the Rocky movies. You would impersonate those workouts. You'd do the sit-ups. You'd try to do the push-ups. Then you'd get tired after like three. And, and, then, and then you just had the dream though, right, of working out. And that's what this word means. It means to train yourself, to, to work hard, to lift weights, to, to sweat, Spiritually speaking, 
And how are they supposed to work out? With constant practice. Trained by constant practice. And the word there in verse 14 means the habit of the mind. Over and over again, the mind and the ears are working to know Jesus more. And as you work out your ears and your brain spiritually, you will begin to discern what is good and what is evil. As I've talked to many of you this week, many of you are struggling to get into a routine. Can I get a sofa? Amen. You're struggling to get in a routine right now. The morning, the afternoons, everything blurs together. In fact, Brian White told me just yesterday, he said, every day feels like Saturday. Every day feels like Saturday. I agree. Not having a rhythm will affect you spiritually because your ears, if you're going to be mature, you got to have a rhythm. You got to have a spiritual workout rhythm that you do or else you won't grow. You won't be able to see and discern good and evil. So you got to do it over and over again. So I want to encourage you, church, in two ways. Number one, just on a regular life kind of way, get in rhythm. Do your best to get in a rhythm. Write down a schedule for your family. Men, I expect you to lead in this, and I expect you to serve your wives. And if your wife is more administrative than you, hallelujah, work with her, talk with her, get a schedule together for your family during these weird and strange days. Don't think it'll just work out. It won't just work out. Get a schedule. It'll help you with your depression, your anxiety, your worry, your fear, and your unsettledness. Secondly, spiritually speaking, get in a routine. Guys, quarantine is calling us. Jesus is calling us in this season to get in a spiritual routine of reading his word. Sharpen your ears. And do it over and over and over and over again. And see what God will do through the regular disciplines of working out. Now, many of you are struggling um, because you miss your gym. You miss your gym. Can I get a sofa? Amen. You miss your gym. You miss your workouts. Okay. Now, I've been biking like every day because I just, I got to do something. I can't go to a basketball gym. So I'm biking every day. And during my bike rides, I'm like, I'm biking. This is crazy. I've never dreamt of biking before. Now I'm biking outside. Um, look, it's awesome to work out. It's awesome to have a gym to belong to. It's awesome to, to be healthy. But here's the deal. Working out physically soothes our souls. It's good to get a sweat going. It's good to get a spiritual sweat going. And if your ears are going to move forward, you got to get your ears in the gym of Jesus, which means that you got to work out and get a spiritual sweat going every single day. Now, if we're going to get our spiritual sweat and our spiritual gym going with Jesus, then we got to resign some other gym memberships. Here's some gym memberships that you need to resign today. You need to be resigning from the gym of doubt. You need to go to the gym of doubt and resign your membership. Because Jesus doesn't call you. You can't be mature if you're constantly doubting all the time. 
You can't be growing in Jesus and moving your ears forward for Christ if you're always doubting. So let's resign from the gym of doubt, can we? Secondly, we need to, we need to resign our gym membership out of the gym of unbelief. Some of you have just been doubting and full of unbelief in your heart for a long time. It's time to resign that gym membership today. What about the gym of materialism? That's being pushed in our lives right now because we love our stuff and we love our comfort and we love our things. And it's good to go to the gym of materialism and just sign the resignation. If we're going to get into Jesus's gym, it's an exclusive gym. He doesn't want you having memberships at other places. If you want to be mature in Christ and know the difference between good and evil, get into Jesus's gym and resign your memberships everywhere else. And can you think of a better time to get into Jesus's gym and dig into his word? Can you think of a better time in your life to get your ears working out with Christ? Church, Jesus is more powerful than we have ever imagined. And he is more beautiful than we've ever dreamed. He died on the cross for your sins and for mine. Jesus resurrected from the dead three days later, and he is alive right now in heaven, living to make intercession for us. Christ is alive, and if you know Christ, he's alive in you. There's no better time for us to pay attention to our ears and not only have them not look backwards, but get them into the gym of Jesus. I pray you can get your ears in Jesus' gym this week and have maybe a surprisingly good week this week. Because you know the headlines are coming. You know the numbers are climbing. You know that the difficulty of Tuesday's headlines will sideline you potentially for the whole morning, maybe for the whole day. Start working your ears out to listen to this word to listen to this truth and give your heart to Jesus. If you've never been saved, this would be a great morning to repent of your sins and become a Christian for the first time. And if you do know Christ, what an opportunity we have to get our ears working out. So church, let's not let our ears move backwards this morning. Don't let the quarantine dull your ears. And church, let's get our ears in Jesus' gym. Let's commit this morning to Jesus Christ and his truth. Let's close our time in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your word, Lord. What a timely word for our church this morning. God, would you take your word and multiply it into the hearts of everybody who is listening and tuning in Lord, would you multiply your truth through Jesus Christ into every heart? God, some are in their living rooms right now and they need to repent for the first time. They need to surrender themselves to Jesus Christ. And Lord, everyone in every living room who knows you, Jesus, needs to watch out for going backward. 
and push forward into the gym of Jesus Christ. Lord, may you work out our ears so that we hear your truth this week and we embrace it and we love it and we live it. God, do all this for your glory. In your name we pray.